What is up, Saber Nation? We are back for another episode of Into the Den. My name is Andrew, here with my brother Austin, as always. I believe he just got out of work, uh, slaving away at the House of Brick. How are you doing, Austin? <laughs> yeah, I did just get off work not too long ago. Uh, a little tired, but, you know, didn't have to do much today. It's a cloudy day here in Carlsbad, so not too worried about the heat or anything. So it was a pretty good day all around, but ready to talk about some Sabres hockey here tonight. Yeah, we're starting to get our get ourselves some of that hockey weather here in Southern California, finally. I think we've seen the last of the heat, and I'm all for it. See, I, I want to think that, but then again, living in uh, Southern California all my life, you know there's always going to be some random day in the middle of October where it's 92 degrees, and then the next day it's about 65 and raining. So we never know what's, what to expect around here. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> but anyways... The Sabres have a big game coming up, big two games, I should say, against the Las Vegas Thunderbirds this weekend on Saturday night at 9.45 and Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. at Carlsbad Town. We got youth hockey night on Saturday night where any youth hockey player for any program here in the county or beyond can come in and wear their youth hockey jersey to the game and receive free admission. So, of course, we're hoping to pack the barn with a bunch of the youth players and their parents that are going to have to bring them there. So it's a pretty good way to bring a lot of people in on Saturday for our first matchup of the year against Las Vegas. Yeah, definitely. Especially on youth hockey night, it's going to be a great way to uh, let the kids know what junior hockey is about. So that way they can start getting ready for it as they move their way up through the hockey system. Obviously, we don't expect most of these guys to be here the next year. Some of these guys are going to be like seven to eight-year-olds, but it's good for them to see what it's like to be in junior hockey and just get a good look at the older kids, you know, and have someone to look up to that's a little bit closer to their age and isn't as unattainable as the NHL is. So it's good for them to have someone to look up to like the Sabres here. Again, on hockey night this Saturday, it'll be great having a bunch of people inside the rink for once, especially those parents. Then the parents can see what we're all about so that they know that they can trust us with their players on our team and know that they're going to have a good experience. Yeah, I like how you said that it's a little bit more attainable for them looking at the Sabres and teams in the USPHL because they could only be a couple years away from being at this level, maybe even one year away. And looking at guys on our squad that have come through the youth hockey program around Southern California, like, for instance, off the top of my head, uh, Justin Lakin and Mati Lampiainen, both were junior rain guys. Last year, Andrew Franey was a junior goals guy. So, you know, it happens very often that players on those teams, once they hit 16, make their way up to the Sabres or other teams in the USPHL. Yeah, and it's definitely a good system to have. I mean, as you said, look at Justin Lakin. He just got goalie of the week for the USPHL. And so, obviously, it's a great system. So, he stays where he is comfortable playing. He's still here in Southern California. And, obviously, he's thriving very well for it. Yeah, Justin Lakin had a great performance getting that uh, goaltender of the week for this past weekend for the Pacific Division. I guess we can dive into those a little bit. Last couple games up in Long Beach against the Shredders. Our first matchup against them, I guess like kind of our first matchup against them, the Long Beach Avalanche of Anaheim and Ontario, but formerly Orange County, now in Los Angeles County. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so friday night 
October 1st in Long Beach. Sabres come out. First period, blazing. Colton LeVay opened up his scoring. First goal of the year. First goal in the USPHL for LeVay. Uh, assisted by Jordan MacArthur at 4.30 in the first period. And then only 28 seconds later, Ludwig Nielsen puts in his first goal of the season from Nate Mastroni. So the Sabres off to a 2-0 to start within five minutes in the first period. And then 10 minutes later after that second goal, Long Beach finally answers 15-34. And then three minutes later, they answer again, tie the game up 2-2 to going into the second period. Second period comes around. Sabres score 11-24 on the board. Marcus Dixon, the second goal of the season from Weston Olsen, 3-2 Sabres. Then three minutes later, Long Beach able to tie it up at three. And then with three minutes to go in the second period, lots of threes in this one. Um, <laughs> Ludwig Nielsen puts his second goal of the game in the back of the net to put the Sabres up 4-3 to three on the power play. And that's how we ended the second period. Going into the third period now, again, Sabres up 4-3 to three at this point. Um, the Sabres are on the penalty kill and give up a goal at 12.37 mark, 4-4. Four to four. Um, One minute later, Long Beach scores again to make it 5-4. And then the Sabres are playing catch-up at this point, down 5-4 with, let's see, six minutes and change left. And end up pulling the goalie to try to get that last goal give up an empty netter with 45 seconds left. And that is how we finish 6-4 to four final. Uh, shots on goal, 39 for the Sabres, 42 for Long Beach. Penalty minutes, 20 for the Sabres, 14 for Long Beach. And Philip Pars is in net with 36 saves. Solid performance from Pars, but, you know, that third period really hurt. Yeah, definitely. That third period did hurt quite a lot for the guys, especially coming into this game so hot, looking like they're – Ready to pull off that first win of the season there. The boys were hyped. Yeah, the boys are definitely hyped that night. And, you know, when it all comes down to it, you got to play the full 60 minutes of hockey, not 45. And that's exactly what happened out there on the ice. And the boys know it. They, uh, they know that they didn't finish that game off like they should have. Definitely should have been a different result. But boys were able to battle, learn a few things on the ice, came back the next night. And I'll let you explain how that went. Yeah, coming home Friday was not a happy bus ride. And I think everybody was looking to finally get that happy bus ride back home to San Diego, coming into Saturday night in Long Beach. And so getting off the bus, once we got back up there, I think that was the mentality. We were going out and getting that first dub. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We were 100% coming away with that W. So we started off Saturday. First period was a tightly contested period clean for the Sabres. A um, couple opportunities, but nothing really huge, I would say. Um, you know, a lot of back and forth for both teams in that period. So, ended 0-0 on the first. Going to the second, Matty Lempiainen scores his first of the season from Joey Chappelle and Ludwig Nielsen on the power play. Just a little bit over six minutes left in the second period. And then Colton LeVay scores for second night in a row. Puts the Sabres up 2-0 to with two minutes left. In the second period, and the Sabres were looking to finish this period off, go up, go into the locker room 2-0. But Long Beach had other plans. They came down the ice and scored with a minute 20 left in the second period. And so we went into the third with a score of 2-1. to one. Third period begins, and the Sabres just buckle up on defense for the entire period. I'm definitely not saying they parked the bus. They absolutely had their offensive chances as well, but 
The defense came up strong. The forwards played great defense in their own right. Great back check. Great performance all around. And the Sabres were able to come away with their first win of the season. Justin Lakin, 34 saves. Shots on goal were tied at 35 apiece. And the biggest part of the game that jumps out at me is the penalty minutes. Long Beach had eight and the Sabres had zero. So coming off of a game on Friday night where the Sabres had 20 penalty minutes, they come in on Saturday looking for that first win and put up zero penalty minutes. A very, very well put together game by the Sabres. Good game plan. And it appears that they executed everything that they wanted to do. And they came out and they were just completely stingy on defense as you can see by the only one goal scored by Long Beach in this Saturday game. But yeah, the big thing that jumped off the page for sure on Saturday was the penalty minutes and how patient the Sabres were not going in and getting any stupid penalties when the game was on the line. And, you know, just being able to see the guys ride it out like that, it was very, very welcome to see. The boys definitely understood the assignment on Saturday night. They realized they had to go in there and get that win as much as possible. Uh, it was also good to see them out of the box, you know, not something we're used to seeing. Uh, we're usually usually seeing at least a few penalties there. Uh, even with the egregious play calling of this last ref we had on Saturday, they were still able to manage to not have any penalty minutes, which is amazing to hear, have a clean sheet. And that's how you get wins. Even if it is just 2-1, that's still just how you stay on the ice and battle and make sure you can actually win these games. And it's good to see the guys out there with that mentality and hopefully moving forward, we can avoid penalties like that because obviously no penalties equals wins. Absolutely. No penalties usually does translate to wins as long as we can put power play goals in the net, which we did in this game. And we also did, did that on Friday, just got unlucky. But, you know, going back to the penalty minutes, zero penalty minutes will make Coach Tom very happy. A W will make Coach Tom very happy. And we all finally got that happy bus ride back to San Diego, as I mentioned earlier. The boys had a great time. It was a loud bus ride back. All I can say is that the boys definitely needed it, and they took out a lot of energy that they've been dying to get out. All this pent-up frustration from the three games prior, you know, it all came to an end on Saturday night in Long Beach. Yeah, absolutely. It was good to see the boys in a happy mood after the game. Uh, like you're saying, the bus ride was a really loud one back. Absolutely no one slept on the way back home. This includes Coach Dom, even though he definitely tried with his neck pillow and noise-proof headphones there. But, you know, you got to celebrate the win every now and then, and especially good when you're getting it on the road against, the, against one of your rivals here in the division now. One thing I want to point out is those power play goals. They looked absolutely great. That's just how you play a power play, honestly. Uh, I can't say anything more than just that was just a perfect power play. And also got to break out the first inaugural game of the swag chain that we were able to give out to player of the game, Justin Lakin. If you didn't see it on our Instagram at San Diego Sabres Hockey, uh, just look it up. Great pictures. Have them in the glasses and the chain. Just honestly looking great out there. Uh, it felt good to see Coach Don be able to give it out to Justin. And then now Justin will give it to the next player of the game after the next game. And we'll move on from each player of the game for each week. It's just going to look great. Everyone's going to love it. Really hypes up the boys. Yeah, I can't wait to see some of those ceremonies after some W's. All right, Austin, I think it's just about time to send it over to our player interviews of the week. This week we got Will Gilberg and Ryan Mockler for you, so we're going to send it over to them now. 
What's up, Andrew? What's up, boys? How are you doing? Gilly. What's up? <laughs> How you boys doing? You guys aren't at the rink? You guys already finished for the day? Yeah, we just got back. We're all done. Tough day or normal day? A normal day. We had a nice lift at Resilient and then got a good practice in. So I saw on Instagram. Looks like you guys are killing it. Yeah, boys are ready for this weekend. So yeah, we can't wait to see the matchup between you guys and the Las Vegas Thunderbirds <laughs> for the first time this season. We're we're ready, man. So Gilbert, you got to tell me real quick how did the interview go? It was it was good. <laughs> it seemed like she really liked me. Um, she was really nice. She just asked me like like where I've worked before and like my experience, like if I had any experience, I don't. And then she asked me, she was like, have you ever eaten here? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, what's your favorite thing off the menu? And I didn't remember what I got because it was a while ago. And I was like, I don't really remember what I got. I do know I got breadsticks though. And I really liked them. And then she was like, well, try to sell me breadsticks. And I was like, oh, uh. <laughs> I was like, I've never been like a, a waiter before or anything. So I wasn't really, where were you applying? Ready for that. Olive Garden. <laughs> He's looking to join Olive Garden gang. Yeah, man. Your Italian mother not be proud. No, she wouldn't. But it's all right. Well, to be fair, you won't have to be selling breadsticks because they're free. You'll have to be selling everything else. So that wasn't a great question. But everyone knows about the breadsticks. That's why. That's primarily why I go to Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, they're good, man. But yeah, live from the player bedroom. Will Gilbert and Ryan Mockler. Live from Ben Jay's bed. <laughs> First off the bat, obviously, Gilbert, I know where you played last year, but Mockler, introduce yourself. I played for the New York Aviator Elite team the past two seasons, and uh, Will told me about the team, and I got in contact with Dom, and now I'm out here. How's it been treating you so far? Has it been up to standard? Oh, I love it here. Everything about doing? the team's awesome. So much things available to us. It's great. Yeah, I know Coach Dom, when he came in last year, was saying, oh, I'm going to go home for Christmas, and I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving. And he's like, no, I'm going to stay in California for the winter. It sounds a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just booked my flight home for Thanksgiving today. Yeah, it makes sense for you guys. I know, I'm know. i sure your parents wouldn't be too thrilled with you trying to get out of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Christmas is a different story. That's my that's around my birthday. So we're gonna have to fly back on my birthday actually for Christmas. But uh yeah. poor Gilbert had to suffer with the hey, this is your Christmas and birthday present from your family for your entire life. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's brutal. I'm in mid-November, so I barely missed that cutoff. But um, so I assume you boys both islanders guys. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling yeah, about this year? I think that I saw that their odds to win their division are plus 375, maybe plus 325. But, you know, they're near the top in their division. It's pretty tightly contested there in the top four. But well, how do you guys think it's going to shape up? I think um, I think we're seeing the lightning in the conference final again. And we're actually going to beat them this year. We played them two years in a row. We know how they are. I mean, they lost a few guys like Yanni Gord. I'm pretty sure they lost Blake Coleman too. And those Goudreau. are like, those are like, yeah, Gaudreau. Those are like pretty key guys for the lightning. And, you know, with, you know, like we stacked up this year, I mean, losing Letty really sucked, but then again, we got, we got Chara who's just complete, just shut down defenseman. And it's just, like, you're not getting around that guy. And if you get in front of the net on him, you're just not doing anything. So he was a good pickup. Parise was really good pickup. And I think, um, 
bring in that young guy in Sebastian Ajo. He's going to be really good. And then just we got really, really good odds this year. We got a good team, and, and I got I got high hopes for the Isles. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, meeting Tampa Bay twice, you know, Barry Trotz is known to be able to get through that door once you, he meets the same challenge a couple times. So this shaping up for a good year for the Islanders, I will probably be putting a little bit of money under myself. I like to hear that. Time's the charm, you know. I don't know if you guys have a specific player that you would say that you modeled your game after or if somebody that you just watched a lot of film of growing up. You guys got anybody off the top of your head? I don't know about comparing how I play, but I've always watched a lot of Carey Price. He's been like my favorite goalie all this time. I wouldn't say I play like him, but I really like how he plays and he's a really solid guy. And just watching like some things he do, I can put that into my play. Yeah, so for me, being like a smaller guy, I mean, I still got some speed and like hands are on my side and everything, but I'd say like a guy like Brad Marchand or like just try to be like pesky, work hard, but, you know, still have that, you know, skillful game and be able to like set stuff up. So definitely someone like him. Yeah, I feel that. Um, speaking of which, how's your knee feeling? buddy? It's, it's doing all right. I just saw the doctor today. Um, we're not going to disclose any news or anything i'm doing i'm doing pretty good though i'm gonna you know just put my head down and work and you know get back to being with the boys but being able to skate and full gear and everything it feels really good and just be around the guys and just continuing to work and just get better and everything and i i can't wait to be back so it's feeling really really good good to hear you're on the rehab path there uh, with your knee, uh, you've kind of been more of a bench presence lately. Got the nickname Coach Gilberg. How does that make you feel, man? It, it feels pretty good, honestly. I mean, it, it's it's cool to be around the guys and motivate them and everything and get them fired up, you know, doing the lineup and everything and screaming in the locker room and, you know, still just being able to be a part of the team even though I'm not playing, but, you know, still being able to help and tell guys like – like seeing the game from a different view and telling guys like, Hey, you can do this instead of this or that instead of that. And, you know, stuff like that. It's really, really cool. And it's still just, it's just great to still be here and be a part of the team. Do you feel like your, um, your previous year with the team last year, do you feel like that kind of helps you have more of a veteran presence, especially with some of these rookies coming into there, even their first year of junior hockey? Uh, do you feel like your presence is helping them on the ice? I do feel like I am being helpful. Yeah, it's good to, you know, be here for a second. I'll help the rookie just, you know, guide their way through juniors, just take them under your wing and just show them, like, kind of what they're doing, what not to do, you know, especially, you know, in the West, you know, you got to keep your head up and you got to look out for certain teams and certain guys. And that's something that me and Weston and Ben and, you know, all like the returners that we've, you know, been telling the guys to look out for and, you know, kind of be there and just show them the ropes, especially in this division. Mockler, uh, obviously this isn't your first season in the juniors, but uh, how would you compare the pace of hockey over here on, on the West Coast compared to the East? Um, right off the bat, coming to the West Coast, it's a lot more physical, and uh, the refs definitely let you play the game more. A lot of things go. Wouldn't go out in the East. Like, during the games I've seen so far, if we played – on the East Coast, couldn't count how many would have because they actually let you play here. So. Yeah, definitely. Kind of how we earned the nickname, the uh, Dirty West over here by the boys. Definitely got to keep your head on a swivel out there. Definitely. How are the boys feeling in practice this week, uh, in your opinion, after finally getting that first dub of the season on Sunday? 
or sorry, on Saturday in Long Beach. They're, they're fired up. We're all fired up. We're ready to go. We want to, that winning feeling was really, really good. You know, especially after last year, you know, just getting that win, you know, earlier on in the season and, you know, it not taking as long as it did last season, it was really, really good. And the guys just, we came ready to play, ready to practice, and we're, we're hungry for two more wins this weekend. So, yeah, definitely. Everyone, everyone's working hard and ready to battle this weekend and hopefully pull off a sweep. Love to yeah. hear it, boys. Love to hear it. It would be huge to get the team back up to 500 after two wins this weekend in front of the home crowd. Looking to pack the place out on Saturday, especially going to have a lot of the youth kids in for youth hockey night. That would be great. The fans are the fans are great to see. You know, not having that last year really wasn't fun, but it's great to have them around. And it's just it, it boosts boys up just having the fans there and just it's just a really good thing for the community. So. We're looking forward to getting most of North County and beyond out this weekend. Saturday night and Sunday afternoon at Carlsbad Ice Town against the Las Vegas Thunderbirds. Um, let's give you another outside question here, boys. Do you guys have a favorite sport outside of hockey? I'd have to go with lacrosse because I, other than hockey, that sport's what I've been playing every spring growing up. So lacrosse is really big out by us, starting to take over. I'll say lacrosse, the second favorite sport. It would either be lacrosse or baseball for me. Um, I grew up playing baseball. I was really, really good at baseball. I loved it. Hockey really took over my life. And then in high school, I started playing lacrosse more. And I really fell in love with lacrosse, too, as well. So those are definitely – those are a close second. It's either one of those. That's Yankees or other. I'm a Mets fan, unfortunately. Matt. (laughs) I thought this was finally going to be the year you'd break through, man. 109 days in first place and finish below 500. Yep. I mean, we're Padre fans, Andrew. We can't really say much. I don't. Oh, I don't. Believe me, I know I'm on my couch not watching the Padres in the playoffs right now, too. It sucks. <laughs> How do you guys feel uh, coming in, playing a different team again this week? Kind of unfamiliar territory, but do you think you guys feel like you're going to be able to handle it this week? For sure. We've prepared so much. We got a group of guys that are always come to the rink ready to work. Everyone's pushing everyone, and I think no one's worried going into this weekend, and we're just going to do what we do and pull off two wins. Love to hear it coming from you guys. Remember, playing the Thunderbirds, whatever happens in Ice Town stays in Ice Town, all right? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys, we're going to get you out of here with one last question for each of you. If you guys could choose one player from the NHL, current or past, to be your line mate, who would it be and why? Oh, my God. I know who I'd pick because I can the line So I'd probably pick Rick DiPietro because he's always hurt, so I get to play. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> yeah, how haven't you picked Zegers yet? He's in the NHL now. Yeah, he won't shut up about the guy. Yeah, but he's a lot better than me. <laughs> to play with, though. Yeah, I know. But I'd want someone like to play with uh, so it could work. Um I, man, telling me you're not as good as Trevor Zegers, Gilbert. <laughs> not, not right now. For aren't, me. aren't you guys the same age? And he's a, it's the he's knee. A, it's the knee, man. It's the knee. It's the knee. <laughs> um. Oh, probably, probably Cole Caulfield. Score goals, and my game is modeled around like I like passing the puck. I like getting assists, and that's just how I play the game. And I feel like him being a smaller guy too, and just the speed on that line that 
it would be. You know, if I was like more to his level, I think that would be a pretty lethal lineup there. I think you look pretty similar with helmets on too. I think you got about the same lettuce going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. thank you very much for coming in to the den with us this evening. Um, of course, good luck this weekend against Las Vegas. Not that you're going to need much luck because you're going to go out and get those dubs, but hoping the best for you guys as always. It was a pleasure, man. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. Later, boys. Roll Sabres, baby. Roll Sabres. So just wanted to say thanks again to Ryan Mockler and Will Gilbert for joining us into the den today. Austin, we just got to get into the preview of the upcoming series against Las Vegas. Um, I know Las Vegas has generally been a powerhouse, I would say, in the first half of the season. That's been their thing the past couple of years. They blow the doors off of people until December. And then after the Christmas break, they come back and they end up moving a lot of guys or whatever it is. They just don't play the same way. It's always going to be a test playing against Las Vegas anytime before Christmas. Yeah, definitely. And especially it's going to be good to see if these boys can, uh, if they can overpower Vegas now in the beginning of the season. And if they follow that same trend of just getting more loose on the ice as the time goes by, if we can beat them now, then this is going to be an easy series for us the rest of the year. Las Vegas, I believe, is coming off of a series up in Lake Tahoe where they lost, I think they lost two games of a two-game series. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, Lake Tahoe is legit, man. Lake Tahoe is coming off and blowing the doors off of people. That Arminen kid and uh, Stevens, I believe his last name is, I think they've both gotten on the Pacific Division Player of the Week multiple times already. And I think Armin is already over 20 points. That's unbelievable. So, uh, obviously, Las Vegas playing against Tahoe was nothing to shake a fist at. Um, So, you know Las Vegas has got to be looking for some wins once they get in here as well. But we've only got one win. We're one and three. And we're looking to go out and get some wins of our own because we need to start racking up those points and especially not give them away to Las Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, we're one and three now. We got our first win. The boys just got a taste of it. By the end of this weekend, they really want to be three and three. And honestly, I want them to be three and three as well. Uh, Like you said, Lake Tahoe Lakers looking like an absolute force to be reckoned with here in the league this year. Uh, None of these games have been close with them. They've all been absolute blowouts. And they're just looking super fast on the ice. Nothing to uh, shame Vegas there for uh, on their losses up there. But Uh, We need to take the notes that we could see from their games, see how they're playing and try to apply it to our game because they're definitely going to be trying out some new things that didn't work against Lake Tahoe or trying to see what's going to work against us to see what they can try to get the advantage on us. But we should do the same thing, get on top of them, play the best hockey we can out there and make for a good weekend. Yeah, if we can stay patient and stay out of the penalty box like we did on Saturday, I mean, I don't know who's going to beat us. You know, at the end of the day, the penalty kill has been solid as well. Um, very good cycling in the penalty kill, uh, good positioning in front of the net. Of course, we already talked about the power play unit and what they've been able to do. Um, both of those units looking like they're coming alive now after a couple games into the season. And the Sabres are definitely going to be looking to come out on Saturday night hot out of the gate, just like they did on Friday night in Long Beach, where they scored two goals in the first five minutes. Because if we can just shore it up, and not let them get back into the game into the first period and not get comfortable with a lead up 2-0, 1-0, whatever it may be, 
buckle down like we did in the third period on Saturday, and we can shut teams out. All we need to do is score first. I think that's what we're learning here with this team early on. Yeah, absolutely. If we score first, it's going to look great for us out there on the ice. Uh, also, shout out to those second and third lines uh, this past weekend. They were getting pretty gassed out there because the puck was just staying in our defensive zone for so long. They couldn't get that shift, but they didn't let anything get in their way. They were able to get the pucks out, away from the net, even if it didn't go over the blue line. Uh, they're still getting it away from Justin helping out and everything. And they just looked overall good defensively, no matter how tired they were, whether they were out there for 30 seconds or they were out there for over two minutes sometimes. It's just good resiliency by the team. It looks good out there. Going back to uh, scoring first, obviously, that's going to pump up your bench immediately off the jump, especially if you're getting goals as quickly as we have been getting these past two games. It definitely helps the morale of the team and it helps you keep moving forward against these teams. Like you said, all we need to do is just finish these games. Finishing these games is what's going to get us uh, the dub every time. Always be uncomfortable on the ice. Even if you're winning 6-0, always be uncomfortable like you're down one. Keep the energy up the entire game. That's just going to get you the dub every day, boys. Yeah, I mean, Friday was just the perfect example of the old saying, a two-goal lead in hockey is the least safe lead in sports. I can definitely agree with that. I've called many games where I think we're going to win it. Two minutes later, we're losing by two. It's the luck of the bounce or the misfortune of the bounce, I guess. Some Sometimes it goes. But uh, anyways, going to wrap this one up here. Um, thank you for joining us on this trip into the den. We look forward to seeing all of your beautiful faces out at Icetown Carlsbad this weekend, especially Saturday night for youth hockey night. Remember, all the youth hockey players to wear their jerseys to the game, receive free admission. Come out for a great night of junior hockey. We can't wait to get out there with you. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to see all of you out there inside the den of Carlsbad Town. Let's pack it out. Let's get it loud and rowdy. Let's cheer on these boys and get this record to three and three. All right. And with that, that'll end it here for us. My name is Andrew Allegra. And I'm Austin Allegra. Thank you for joining us into the den. As always, we'll see you guys next time.